mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about 1 minute, lasts for 5 days, and full coverage in up to 1 to 2 coats. Visit oliveandjune.com/perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com/perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. We're back. We are? And it's Thursday. Are you thirsty on this Thursday? We'll dry. I was not expecting you to say it like that. <laughs> Louis Capaldi has a song that's very sweet and romantic. You and throw out all these names, and I'm like, "Bitch, you're gonna fucking love Louis Capaldi." Am I? Yes. You say that I'm gonna love some people, music wise. Who did I say you're gonna love? I don't know. I was honest about Taylor Swift's latest album, and I said I don't think you're gonna like it. And then I told you a couple songs that I thought you would like. I played them for you. 
You like to, and I then the last album. Fine. I didn't say I like them. I said they're fine, and it would be better if she stopped whispering. Okay. Well, not even, <laughs> I wouldn't even go to bat for that album because, like, I was just like, oh, let me show you. It was less about, like, Melissa, I heard this song and you're going to love it. The one, the I bet you think about me. I was like, Melissa, she's back in her twang. She's got a twangy twang song, Miss Arkansas. I think you would enjoy it. And you were like, I've heard it. It um, wasn't bad. He's British. Okay. I do British people, I will say. Do a lot of music better. I, the the music that makes it here, without a doubt. Also, Justice for Little Mix, like fucking phenomenal. Like he is so he is the male Adele. Like people were saying that about Sam Smith. People had this whole actually no, that's the theory about Sam Smith. I lied. People have a theory that Sam Smiths and Adele are the same person because they've never been in the same room together. And what? if you pitch up Sam Smith's voice, it sounds exactly like Adele. If you pitch down Adele's voice, it sounds like Sam Smith. I was in on Sam Smith before they had a record deal oh okay that, and it was a lot more it was actually this company that was great it was like after napster and those limewire whatever those shut down there was this other company that was owned actually like by windows at the time that was like they would you could just get free music it was before apple music whatever it was like but that's how i discovered sam smith and also amy winehouse and a lot of British people, actually. I mean, uh, he was British. <laughs> Josh Stone. And yeah, it was just a lot of cool people and some other folks, too. But those are the ones that like hit it yeah. big that I still listen to. But it was great. And I listened to them before they were famous. And back then, they're a lot more soulful than they are now. Oh, yeah. I so I can understand the Adele comparison yes. in that way. Louis Capaldi, you've definitely heard like his most famous songs. What like, is it? Someone you loved. Guess you got it. When the day bleeds into nightfall and da da to get me through it. I'm not gonna try and fully sing it because like this is one of those songs that I like, sing in my car and I'm like, wow, I could be on American Idol. And so like I don't know how to halfway do it without well trying. Many years ago you told me that you could sing and I still haven't heard you actually I, I haven't can. heard you actually sing yet. So I'm still waiting on that. Well, here's the, I know how to sing. Mm-hmm. Still haven't heard it. I've known you since 2016, I believe. Still haven't heard it. You should know that post-COVID, it's very, I get so tired and okay. so winded. Well, you had years But I'm not saying I'm like then. a great singer, yeah. but I know how to sing. Yeah, still never heard it, so. Okay, well, anyways. So, Louis Capaldi. He's like, I want to be his friend so badly. Mott has literally only heard one of his songs and he's like one of Mott's celebrity, like best friend crushes. He has the greatest personality in the entire world. He's so fucking funny and so quick. And then he talks and you're like, oh, you're a singer. And then he belts out. He just beat Ed Sheeran for the number one most streamed song in the UK, which is someone that you love, someone you loved. His voice, I would consider it like if you gave like a, a male Beyonce meets male Adele. So it has like the more, Adele has like a beautiful tone, especially when you get into higher, but like, so does Beyonce. But like Beyonce has that like, I don't know when you like sit like the like the not the necessarily like the the lower range, but just that like mm -hmm. she sang in church. I was going to say, what's the ver singing version of like a guttural noise where it's like coming? It's coming from your soul. Like you grew up in a black church. There that's you what go. It is. So he has like and you're like, what the fuck? Hmm. Like it's and it sounds like he sang in a cathedral. Like his voice is just so fucking powerful. And la I will play what's you his name again. Louis Capaldi. And he has a new song and literally all of this goes back to it was 
she says she's thirsty. I bring her water. And all the comments were like, Lewis, you know, that's not what she meant. <laughs> but you would think he's he's Melissa. He is our sense of humor. OK, I will listen to him tomorrow as I'm driving through the city of Los Angeles on my many stops. And I'll get back to you next week. <laughs> he's just. Where's the one that I was going to show you? Oh, but this is this is his voice. I'll bring your coffee in the morning. She brings me in a piece. I'm good. No, it's well, it's beautiful. Okay. And the craziest part, last season, last summer, nope, that's a lie. A lot of summers ago. Or winter. His <laughs> sometime of year. I watched it last away. summer. <laughs> okay. So his ex-girlfriend, so this girl goes on Love Island and she was like, yeah, I've dated like, I've dated celebrity before, but like she's Scottish. So I'm so sorry. That was not a good Scottish accent. And they ask who it is. And most of the time people say that I'm like, I have no idea who the fuck this person is. She goes, Louis Capaldi. And it was right as he was like blowing up at the height of his fame. And it was like, what the fuck? Then he goes on to like win some fucking award. And he goes, and shout my girlfriend Paige. She's on Love Island. Everybody go vote for her. And I was like, that is... Like, I love that. Wait, what do people vote for on Love Island? You vote to keep people safe. Safe for what? Elimination. Like, like elimination, the public. Oh, I thought it was just a whole bunch of people getting together and just seeing who gets matched, paired Melissa, off. you think I could watch a show without stakes like that? I like low-stakes television, but only in the Great British Bake Off. No, no, no. I need new, fresh faces. So every single... New, fresh faces? That happens there, too. <laughs> No, but you basically, they have like the you public have to go into it. Okay. I'm saying you know, the public votes and that's why you get psychologically it fucks with people because then people are like, why do they hate us? What are you doing behind my back? Gotcha. Okay. Anyways. Hi. Welcome to But Am I Wrong? Starring two people who have never been wrong. You might be wondering what our names are. My name's Melissa and I'm joined by Megan. Hi, not Megan McCain. God, no. No, 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 no. I wouldn't even dare to compare myself to Meghan Markle because, of course not, except we did go to the same sorority and um, we do have the exact same birthday. And I was about to say, and for the same zodiac sign, bitch, you have the same birthday. Of course, you have the same zodiac sign. I thought that there was one other thing tying us together. Oh, we spell our names the same. Cool. So in an alternate universe. We have received a few emails from people requesting (laughs) Since our email address for our other podcast is meganpodcast at gmail.com, people have been just kind of throwing their hat out there. (laughs) I'm actually obsessed with the idea that they think that Megan Markle's podcast, the email would be meganpodcast at gmail.com. You'd be surprised, actually, of like companies that do Gmail addresses with just basic things. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if (laughs) celebrities have fucking like yahoo gmail aol but like the company part is a little while anyways on this podcast where we happen to never be wrong we tell you when you're wrong we have three different segments on the show we have but am i wrong where we pitch to each other hot takes or things going on in our life where we are like hey are we wrong plot twist we never are then we take your submissions in but are you wrong where you write in and tell us what's happening in your life we will tell you if the if you are the We will tell you if you are the hero or the villain in your story. And then finally, we have But Are They Wrong, a.k.a. Rachel of the Week, a.k.a. Woad of the Week, where we nominate 
the worst of the worst or one of the worst of the week. Mm -hmm. And we all publicly shame them because they deserve it. Right. So one of my favorite parts of the show, maybe, dare I say, the best part of the show is you get to vote on who you think is wrong in every situation. So these episodes come out on Thursday and I try to get the voting up on Friday. Yeah. I will say until the new year, let's just know that more likely than not within from now until the new year, it's we're going to have them on Saturdays and Sundays a little bit more often. Holiday season, it's just a little bit. Um, we we don't we won't have our regular recording schedule like we usually do. Yeah. So we're doing like we're sh- sh- recording twice this week. Mm-hmm. You, we're, you're going to be going out of town for the holidays. I'm going to be going out of town. And eventually when I go to Colorado, the service is not too great. So it's just, you know, just know that it will be up. If you've been a listener of Don't Blame Me, you know that we we do, a, a, I think, a great job of holiday episodes and like stuff throughout this season, which can kind of be a lot of places just like totally take time off. But we do adjust things to work for that. So just know that that will be happening. Those are on our highlights. So they'll be up for 24 hours. I add them all into the highlight when they go up. I feel like I should say that we do read the results of the polls from who was right, who was wrong on each from each episode on our Friday episode called Fisting Friday. You're welcome for us naming that. When we name something, it sticks. Yeah, because it was supposed to be a temporary name, but then... It was catchy. Yeah. Catch it right up that, wherever you put a fist. Your anus, your mouth. Your cat. I was, no, I was wondering if you could stick your own... I, I could, oh. You might be able to because you have I've long limbs. Really fucking long arms. I don't think I could. You should have just seen in my head. I literally was like... I can't. No, I wouldn't be able to turn my wrist enough. I immediately went to, well, I would be able to. And then I go, I don't think she'd be able to. (laughs) Like, that's literally what was going through my head. I go, no, there's no way you could stick. Oh, I could. She couldn't. I'm like, that's that's the difference. But again, if someone were to make the Thanos ring gauntlet, whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck, every time we can't say, if they were to make a fist of that, like they could use your hand for a mold. If they wanted to do like a... I don't know, a giraffe neck, an entire emu, like Gumby from Gumby and Pokey. That's what you would take this long ass thing for. Question. I don't know if I, okay. Did I say something wrong? It has nothing that's disgusting, but like PBS. I was going to say, where were you watching Gumby and Pokey? From the library. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I know you didn't watch a lot of things. No, nope. but we had like three channels, like the first yeah, ones. That's why I said it was on PBS, yeah. but I watched it on Nickelodeon. So that's why I was asking. I don't like it, though. I think we should outlaw claymation with the one exception for Rudolph. All of the rest of them. Like, What about Frosty the Snowman? That's in the same vein. Like that specific genre of Christmas movie, like uh-huh. those couple ones. They can stay. I would like to get rid of like every other claymation movie. Like I think if you make like claymation, like that's you should be fined. He and Pill just made one. I don't like it. Hmm. I hate you heard it here first. Megan does not support black leading female characters. Beta (laughs) Z-Way. 
<laughs> I, did you watch the Julia Fox one? Yeah. I still don't like Julia Fox. That's fair. You don't have to like Julia. Yeah. But the way that I have never seen Z-Way break character more, it was between that and Katya. Like, it was just like, you've been out Z-Way'd by people who like, the Z-Way character can't even handle these people's real yeah. personalities. It killed me. That one was, and also like, Z-Way looked so concerned. <laughs> I was like, Z-Way's like concerned yeah. about Julia Fox. Yeah. For real. Anyways. All right. So now it's time for But Am I Wrong? And so this week, I don't think it's really a hot take, but it's just some thoughts that I have. Um, pronatalists, do you know what those are? I mean, use context, clu- context I, well, clues. Well, mostly this exa- can you not see the gears turning in my yeah. head? I go prenatal, before birth, prenatal vitamins. Pronatal, you said? Yes, I did. So pronatal would be... If it's not before or after, that's postnatal. But you know what pro is. Yep. In favor of. Exactly. In favor of bait. Yes. Of pro, um, yes. I know where this is going. Um, so pronatalists are advocates of the policy or practice of encouraging people to have children. And so there's been a movement amongst Silicon Valley elitists, the people with the money, that people need to start having more babies. Oh, I should say what my thing hot is. My hot take is that pronatalists are just eugenists. Yeah. Yeah. So these are people um, in Silicon Valley that fear with the falling birth rates in certain quote-unquote developed countries like the U.S. will lead to the extinction of cultures and ultimately, the collapse of civilization. And this is mostly coming for from very rich white people. Some of the main advocates are Simone and Malcolm Collins. And so there's this couple, those people believe that if people who are smarter, in their words, smarter or more intelligent than most people... They should be the ones that are having all the babies. And that's why, like, Elon Musk is someone that's very pro this. And he has, I don't even know how many. I don't think we know. I don't as, think he knows either. Yeah. He's just, like, out here having babies because they feel like the more intelligent people should be having babies. But, like, it's really the rich people. And just because you're rich does not make you intelligent. And I think he's a prime example of that. in point. He has 10 known children, Elon Musk. And he's been very vocal about this on his Twitter feed. They think that this will be the solution of the world and that intelligence is genetically inherited, which is not true. There are also a lot of the people in Silicon Valley are investing in genetic testing in embryos, artificial wombs, and creating human eggs out of stem cells. Which, why are y'all doing it just to the eggs? You can't do that from to sperm? I mean, you can, but like we don't, they're developing things where we won't need sperm anymore to have children. But so who are they going to put these in? If so, they're not, well, they're going to have these artificial wombs. And then the art of, oh, I guess you just cut. Uh, yeah. This is like Transformers meets Handmaid's Tale. Uh huh. Exactly. And so my thing is, is like, they think that these are going to people that are, are going to be the people that are going to solve the future world problems and 
they're not even solving the problems that we have now. Like if these people took the money that they have right now and invested it in, I don't know, the school system, water in fighting climate change, like what what are these future problems? No, what you're trying to do is just make clones of yourselves and put your money in something that does not ultimately matter. And the lesson I think we all should have learned from Transformers, when you think that you can create life and that will solely benefit you mm-hmm. and that those people or whatever will be indebted to you and then work for you similarly that you would do is unpaid labor no you're no like right <laughs> that's not going to end up well for you i know we've talked about eugenics you've had eugenics before but i just i just want people to be aware of what is happening and what these people are doing with money and some people think that rich people have all the answers and solutions to things when it's no they have the answers and solutions for themselves and this is a way for them to just take things and it's another it's another form of trying to say that they have better genes just because of where they are in their position in life Yeah. And we've seen this throughout history Mm -hmm. and current day in different forms. And now we're taking the tech bro. Right. Like angle of this. Mm -hmm. So you are not wrong at all. On a much lighter note, my hot take, and I don't know how you're going to agree with this. Raisins deserve more respect. I have raisins in my pantry. There we go. I don't know why I ever doubted you. (laughs) I have a lot of same food preferences. We do. I don't know why we look, we, we go to, you go to the movie theater. You're like, oh, I'm going to get some milk duds. I'm going to get a snicker. I'm going to get some Mike and Ike's. And then it's like raisinets. Who's eating those? Me. Bitch, me. 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 I'm sorry. They're some of my favorite. Some of my favorite. They are fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. And you mean to tell me that you're like, no, 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 no. I want these fancy truffles. I want all of this stuff. Oh, bring back the OG. You're going to stuff a date with bacon and cheese and you're going to turn your nose on a chocolate covered raisin. Mm. You drink wine and you're not going to have this like little beautiful, tiny little morsel of sweet. That's not too sweet, but it's just sweet enough. I just remembered that Sprouts has some in their bins of stuff. I just think that what we have done to raisins, I need the PR behind Big Kale to get behind raisins because Raisins are great. They come in the, first of all, cutest fucking packaging. Mm-hmm. What snack? Baby Bell cheese and raisins. Only times. Iconic. You've got a little paper little box. No one else is serving those. Nerds. That's it. Nerds. I'm got, I'm sure. You heard it here first as someone who's not fact checking any of this. That nerds got their inspiration of their packaging from raisins. I'm sure. And they're kind of like look like a little bit somewhat like raisin little nugget shapes. We, you would have them in your lunches. What you can put them on, you can put them on oatmeal, you can put them in cookies, you can do all of these delicious things. And then, especially when it comes to like desserts and baking, they're already dried, but unlike other dried fruits, they're not getting crunchy, they're not getting like too airy, but then they're also not so wet or way too chewy. They're perfect, and I think they're exponentially better than grapes because grapes have a small window before they get too squishy. And mm-hmm. you're like, I need a, I need a grape to be crisp. We we love a firm grape. I love 
oh, give me a firm grape. But if you give me a flaccid, squishy little nutsack grape, no, that's disgusting. You'll spit it out. You'll gag. Mm-hmm. And we have been just looking down upon raisins since what? We turned 10 years old. I'll tell you what happened. You won't the remember George Bush this. administration. You won't remember this, but because it happened before you were born, but mm-hmm. there used to be these little guys called the California Raisins. And it was these little animated raisins. It was like a coalition of the uh, California Raisin Advisory Board, Foot, Cone, and Belding. I don't know what happened are to those them. Are the raisins name? Oh, <laughs> sorry. I was like, those are random names for these no, cartoon it's characters. it's an uh, advertisement agency. Okay. But they created these characters where it was these little raisins that were animated and they were like blue singers. And it was so much like this was a big part of my childhood. They had merchandise. They (laughs) had like TV specials like Big Raisin exists. And then we just need to bring we need to bring it back. One of the raisins had old tweets resurface (laughs) and turns out one of the raisins is an anti-vaxxer, a COVID denier. Well, the according to them, the production costs for all the raisin stuff was twice it wasn't they didn't have enough money to cover it yet Eminem I mean I love the camp of those of all of it but I think we could give up the planters Eminem thing yeah I don't need him it says in 2015 it was announced that there was going to be a live action reboot and it never happened so maybe we need to figure out who was doing it I just think that there has to have been some television show something because I distinctly remember raisins suddenly like becoming uncool Mm -hmm. and it was like we got to a certain age and it was no longer like oh raisins like it wasn't cool anymore and I had to hide my love of raisinettes and I would have to like if I was going to the movies or getting candy I would have to be with the right company knowing that I was in a safe place to eat my raisinettes and then people were out here eating junior mints and i go you just had an entire mouthful of toothpaste and you're gonna knock me for having some raisins but thing like people love raisins if it's in a trail mix there you if go. it's in cereal like a raisin brand if it's like when's the last time someone ate oatmeal without putting a little sprinkling of raisins right. on it why are we pretending that like raisins play raisin has a seat at every table mm-hmm. stop making raisins a trail mix only play like you don't have to be on Runyon Canyon to have a raisin. Yes. Go to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Have a fucking raisin. Preach. Put the milk duds down. Put the milk Your dentist down. wants you to stop. Put the, put the fucking junior mints down. You're lying to yourself. Nobody likes those. There's a reason why they serve York peppermint patties in singular things. Mm-hmm. You don't need an entire carton of toothpaste. Eat the raisin. You know you fucking want to. You know you want to eat the raisin. I'm here with you. I love them and I want to find a dairy-free chocolate-covered raisin you could also make them oh without I, I'm so down to yeah. that would require tempering chocolate and that mm-hmm. is a little bit of a headache but what you could do is just like melt some and then just freeze it and then put it out and know that it's gonna melt in your hand but like it's you're still gonna get I'm the sensation of it it's it's a it's a it's an instant gratification sort of thing and I just want to say that from the um, the National Library of Medicine, I don't know if this is a credited website. It, <laughs> it looks doesn't like sound it is. like it. Does it? What's the end? Does it say .gov on it? 
Yeah. Okay. Sorry. There's so many dots. It's ncbi.nlm.nih.gov. That's definitely a That's government what I'm website. Saying. I'm like, it looks ugly as shit. Oh, it, yeah. When I see that blue bar at the top. I know. I'm like, looks looks fucking real. And there's no ads. Yeah. Like, it looks like a government website. They are rich in fiber, even though it is 60% sugar content, which that's fine. It's nature's candy. Several studies have reported health-promoting properties of raisins, as well as cell the cell line and animal mod the animal mod science. Yep. It has been demonstrated that raisins possess a low to moderate glycemic index, and they can be involved in the improvement of cardiovascular health. They may not, but they're they not may. saying that they may be detrimental to cardiovascular health. In addition, raisins maintain a good oral health due to their antibacterial activity, adherence to teeth, and optimum oral pH. So mm-hmm. it's sticking to your teeth, but you can get them off. Yeah. And it makes you do that versus a milk dud. I promise you, you have milk dud residue in your teeth three years later. <laughs> you can't get that shit out. You cannot. It can also help with colon function, though they say that the research is slim. It's only because they haven't paid to do more research. So if we get more people behind this, it, though? let's this go. This is the part that I was like, they don't want us to know about Big Raisin. Because Big Raisin, like, we need Big This has the probability to be to blow, blow out of the water. Somebody shut down Raisin before we could get to the real conclusive answers. Cell line and animal model studies show other potential benefits in specific diseases such as cancer and Alzheimer's. I need to get some raisins. Bitch, who shut down raisins? Who who did this? And you who I want to blame? Big printer. <laughs> because that is the only one who nobody's looking into big printer. It could be big kill too. Think about it. I know, but I liked her. She had gumption. She did. And I don't think she would I, do I this. I forget that there was a, a true person behind no, and big she kill. she was cool. Yeah, she was. And she took kale from nobody to somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't scam. think that she would take down. You're right. This this has Marvel supervillain written mm-hmm. all over it. Yeah. Bring raisins back, everybody. Eat your raisins. Stop spending $12 on kombucha and probiotics that are not actually real pro- probiotics. And eat a fucking raisin. You know what you can do? Just eat like some chocolate chips that you can't eat and then put raisins in your mouth. I love a homemade concoction like that. So you just, you don't even have to worry about. We got to talk about the ratio of chocolate to raisin and raisinettes and like the gloss on them. They're nice. They are. Like they're, they're poppable. They're snackable. Also, if you put them on top of popcorn, hot popcorn. Oh my gosh. That's sweet and fucking salty. Oh my God. In my case, I don't put a lot of salt on it, but it's enough. The corn, like the corn with the chocolate and the... And like the puffy Mm -hmm. of like the airy kind of crispy. And then you have this like rich Mm -hmm. chocolate. Everybody, it says, finally, overall incorporating 80 to 90 grams portion of raisin, half a cup into the daily diet diet may be favorable for human health. Okay. I'm not going to go that far, but I would just like justice for raisins. I stand with you. Thank you. I'm glad to be supported in my endeavor. And Big Raisin... The Raisin Coalition, the group of raisins, the raisinettes. Let's let's find the California Raisin Advisory. Maybe we can join the board. I am so happy to work with you and to get your message out there. Space in Fresno. Like, can we just talk about how that fucking medical medium had bitches like juicing a thousand pounds of celery every single day and shitting their brains out because it was like, oh, this is going to cure you from everything. And 
Y'all won't even eat a fucking raisin. Yeah. Oh, they got shut down last year. Never mind. Let's bring the band back together. (laughs) (laughs) Hit me up. Well, let's take a break. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. How would you like to look 5 years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my 
beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy delicious shake and they also have three tins four shake flavor starter kit which lets you sample all the flavors for only nine dollars Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like... <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's 
quoted from Town & Country saying, it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you. And listed it as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said, part time travel romance, part spy thriller, and 100% multifaceted joyride. (gasps) When I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns, but that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm-hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. And we're back. All right. Now it's time for But Are You Wrong? And that's when y'all write in and then we judge if you're wrong or not. All right. Here's our first write in. Me and Casey fake names 28 she hers. I have been friends with Casey since high school. She was popular and I was well known and friendly with everyone, but not in the popular clique. She has always been kind of secret about our friendship. Casey has a habit of making everything about her. When I got engaged, she cried about her boyfriend not moving in with her. When I got married and had a baby, she cried about not being engaged. I have always been expected to console her. When my baby was in the hospital, she didn't care but expected me to console her about her dog's potential cough. Shut the fuck up. Casey told me she was playing to ghost a girl who had Casey as her maid of honor. I told her to be direct, but she wanted to avoid the confrontation and told me her plan to ice the girl out. Recently, Casey seemed to be doing the exact plan to me. I asked her and she proceeded to say some hurtful things to me. She said I was annoying for asking if she was pulling back. After three weeks, she reached back out and said that because I care and check in, I am the problem. And her other friends don't notice when she's going through things and being in hermit mode. I told her it felt like after getting engaged, she started only making time for her high school popular friends to prep for choosing her bridal party. She didn't deny this, and I know optics matter to her. After all this, I told her I wouldn't check in anymore, and she told me she didn't want any of this to change our friendship. (laughs) Am I wrong for not wanting to be friends with Casey anymore? This is what you're wrong about. Keeping Casey as a friend for this long when in high school, like you are married with the child now. In high school, she didn't want people to know that y'all were friends. (laughs) Like, I don't think you and Casey have been, I don't think Casey's been your friend ever. No, she's not your friend. Like this girl, potential dog cough. Bitch, what is like a potential fucking cough? Like a burp? Like, a, a, a fucking a, a little a scratch in my throat sometimes when my dog yawns she'll go <gasps> and it sounds kind of like a almost a cough but like this is not your friend she never has been she uses you 
for emotional support that she can't get from her friends that she has just for optics, which is fucked up. Yeah, she has no real friends, like, because she's the fucking worst. And you are just the person who has tolerated her bullshit that she just continues to dump on you. This is, like, fully unhinged. She's saying that you're the problem because you check in on her. I can't believe that at y'all's, I don't know, how long are you saying? 28. 28, At y'all's big age, that she's still acting like this. I can. Mm. I had a friend. I wouldn't consider the friendship very close. They would have considered it much closer than I ever did. But if I considered them like a close friend, it would have like wrecked me and I would have been like, oh my, this would have weighed on me a lot more. But yeah, they made everything good or bad that happened in my life about them. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly like I was always in trouble and like they were always mad. I was always having to apologize for either going through something that was tough or having something good happen. And it was like always like I'm indebted to you or like I'm so sorry. And it was like, what the fuck am I? What? Like it's just but the reason why people do that is like well-adjusted people don't do that. Mm -mm. And you can't do that to everybody. You only do that to the people who like you think are going to like stick through on the other side. Yeah. So your question, I told you why I think you're wrong, but you asked, am I wrong for not wanting to be friends with Casey anymore? No. So glad you finally arrived here. Mm -hmm. I just met you and her and I've been here for years. She's this is this is so. (laughs) I also just want to know, like, did you call her when you got engaged or did she call you crying? Because she saw the pictures. Yeah. Or you like show your ring and you're like, no, there's so many times I would have not. I would have just ghosted her, even though you are somebody that likes to communicate. But yeah, get rid of her. Yeah, get rid of high school. You is about to jump for joy and cheering as you have when you're ready to fucking and like be as bitchy about it as you fucking want. You don't have to be mature about it. Like she wanted to keep your friendship secret in high school. No, no. As an only child. I'm not a technically real only child, but I was raised as an only child. I wonder, this to me is like only child energy who like sees people complain about like their weird sibling or cousin that they have to invite and like obligation. And so then they don't have that. So they cast a friend in that role to then be the voice of reason, the the shoulder you cry on, but then you get to make fun of them in groups of bigger people. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's like literally giving like movie there was a friend that I had, this was when I was living in Pennsylvania, so that would have been middle school, that I was, I guess, a popular person and popular-ish, and she wasn't, and other people thought she was, like, weird, but I thought she was cool. Yeah. And, like, I invited her to my birthday party, and people were like, why is she here? And I was like, because she's my friend. Yeah. Okay, next okay. one. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I will get right to it. I, 28 female, work in a facility where I'm only one of two women. The job is in my field, environmental science, but lately I feel like it has been hurting my mental health. I feel as though this job and environment has made me feel such disdain for men overall. It doesn't help that the men I work with tend to have vulgar and inappropriate conversations no matter if I'm around them or not. Recently, they have been eating my food in the only fridge as well as using my coffee creamer, all labeled with my name clearly. In the past, when asked, I have agreed to share food as I know I am more financially fortunate than a lot of my coworkers. But I have now had two cases of creamer go missing without a word. My boss suggested I put laxatives in the creamer 
and then whoever was doing it would probably stop. My question is, would it be wrong to do this? It feels icky to basically poison someone, but it is also fully labeled as mine and not to drink it. My boss offered no other help in the matter, and I am actively looking for a different job. Part of me feels bad to do this, but part of me is just mad and hates my coworkers. I'm a Scorpio and not sensitive, so be harsh if I am very wrong. Thanks. Here's the thing. When this was first being read before we got to what your boss said, I immediate thought in my head, gotta put some laxatives in there. So the summary of this, am I wrong for poisoning coffee creamer? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know this is about it. No, you're not. <laughs> Melanie wrote that. I know. That's why I was dying. I was like, she knew how she knew how to look me in. And she did. No, you would not be wrong at all. First of all, your boss suggested you do it. Also, it's yours. First of all, you might need the laxative. You might be backed up. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not arsenic. It's not like a poison poison. Like, this is used as somebody who sometimes gets constipated. I got to take a laxative. And if you came in here and and you took my drink without my permission, you have not, you don't even know what you're consenting to because I didn't consent you to take my drink. Yeah, exactly. When you eat or drink somebody else's things, you're just setting yourself up because you're taking a chance. You don't know what's in there. You don't know if they went to the bathroom, wiped their ass and then touched it with their bare, bare hands and didn't wash their hands. I think the laxative is the, 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 the most G-rated, nicest route you could go with this. I think that you have a threshold to do something far more disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's your food. Even if you didn't do anything of it, no, like nobody knows how food is being prepared at one's home. What you if have you, a salmonella? Cat, you could have a cat up there licking all through the plate. What if you, what if you brought two of the same and one has been in there for months? Mm-hmm. Like. That's the other day I had, I made fresh rice but there was old rice in and I put them in the same container and then I didn't know which one was and I had to throw them both out. And that fucking, that hard rice that basically re-becomes the dried capsules of rice. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is, we've come back to square one. Yeah. I think that you're so, in the, like, you would not be wrong. I don't think so either. I would highly, highly, highly encourage it. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be comical. And I would, also, because you, know, you said goes. that most of the people that uh, work at your place are male. Not in your bathroom. That is true. Sends a message to all of them. I know what you're doing. <laughs> you bitch. Mm-hmm. Hey, and if they're like incredibly like, you know, macho, macho, alpha male, douchey dudes too. You could start, you know, scaring them and just like speaking into their phones, estrogen and milk propaganda. And then they will think that if you do soy milk, that they're going to grow titties. Yeah. I would say so that you still have creamer, get one of these double walled cold things. Like a thermos? A thermos. And put your creamer in there and keep it with you. Or do, I know it's not as good, do the powdered kind, but just until everything passes, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And watch them face the consequences mm-hmm. through their fiery assholes. Yep. What kind of laxatives would you use? Well, it depends on what kind of creamer. Creamer. If it's Cause powdered. If this is like a, a chocolate creamer, then I'm going to use a chocolate laxative. If it's uh, 
like sometimes some of them are a little chalky. It just depends. If it was green tea, I would recommend um, the most problematic name of a tea that's the use now. Maybe it started off not the being smooth? that problematic. No, no, no. Ballerina tea. No, I don't know that one. It's but, sold ooh. at bodegas. It, I know it's a really, but I don't know if like it's, that's what it's like known for here. But like the origins of it is not being like whatever. But, you know, the association of ballerinas being incredibly thin and this problematic. It's sold at bodegas in New York. And every time Kyle comes to visit, I am someone IBS when I travel cannot shit. And my body's like immune to like every other laxative. Mm -hmm. Like it's just not fucking happening. Ballerina tea is the only thing. Kyle, every time I went to go is visit. It bowel arena? Nope. Ballerina. Ballerina. But, ba ba but ballerina would be pretty. <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious because <laughs> yeah. you're dancing on that toilet. That's fucking funny. No, but there's literally like ballerinas on. I know. But every time I would come to New York, he would have a box already and he'd be like steeping some tea and he goes, hopefully by day three, you'll be able to shit. What a good friend. Oh, yeah. He's also got tummy issues. All right. Next write in. Hey, bitches, would love to know if you think this is an ethical scam. My boyfriend, Dan, he, him, 25, thinks it's an ethical scam and I disagree. So this situation doesn't completely pertain to me, she, her, 25. But it pertains to my brother-in-law, Frank, he, him, 31. Frank's grandmother, let's call her Mary, and grandfather, let's call him Barry, have been scammed. Mary and Barry have always wanted their fortune and house to go to the church. They've lived a very privileged life with servants. Mary passed away last year and Barry is currently struggling with severe Alzheimer's. Frank's aunt changed the will, making a lot of the money go to her instead of the church and had Barry sign it. Barry had no idea what he was doing. Now, Frank and his mother are getting lawyers involved, which will be taken from their fortune as well. I don't think it's ethical that Frank's aunt changed the will and it's what his grandparents have always wanted. Dan thinks donating a lot of money to a Southern white Christian church is a bad idea, which I agree. But this is something his grandparents wanted their whole life. Dan and I are both liberal atheists and disagree on this. Would love to hear what you think. The only part that I think is unethical is them not cutting everybody else in on the deal. I have to agree. <laughs> Here's the thing. Is it okay to take advantage of people when they are not of sound mind and body? The answer, it depends. It depends. It depends. Who are you fucking over? Yeah. And who's going to gain in this situation? Uh -huh. And... I just have to say, you don't know that they haven't officially had a change of heart, nor do I. Here's my other thing I will say. You know, I've got feelings about death and dying and all that shit. If you have a wish of where you want your money to go when you die, yeah, that's a hope. That's a hope where it's going to. There's no guarantee. Mm -hmm. So as far as they know. When they pass on, the church got all that money. Yep. It's not like donating money when you're alive and they build a hall in your honor and you see it happen. It's literally like throwing a penny in a wishing well. Mm -hmm. Like, I think unless you are like 
a billionaire, you're a Bill Gates, you're someone who has so much fucking money that all of like your living relatives and like are supported for so much, like donate whatever you want to donate to like whatever you can, like donate those sizable amounts of money. But like you've got living, if you've got like living relative, I. But also the thing is like, what's going to happen is that the church, unless they have a building fund, which all Southern churches have a fucking building fund, even after they've built the new church, they they're going to take the money and then distribute it out to the community. Like why not just cut the middleman out? It's because the church is then going to get rebates from the government. Well, also churches People are going to die every year and leave their money there. People are going to not die every year and donate their money every year. No one's going to do even every week. People give money tithes to the church like every single week. Nobody's going to do that to your family. Mm -mm. Like you're not. It's not like, oh, well, when they we're going to have someone else is going to leave their money. Yeah, it's like and again, unless you've set up your kids, their kids, future generations and like they will want for nothing. Why the fuck would I give my what what do you mean? That's like just th- throwing your money away at Target. Someone's going to spend money at Target tomorrow. You don't have you're not it's not up to you to keep them employed. Me, a Christian from the South. No. I'm not donating. I know for a fact where my parents' money is going and it's not going to the church. It goes to me and then I distribute it to everybody else. The point of being anti-generational wealth is when only some people right now have generational mm-hmm. wealth. The goal Everybody has generational wealth. You know who's had generational wealth forever who doesn't need it? The churches. Also, who are these servants? I'm a little... Who who calls the people that works in their homes servants these days? Oh, wait, she did... Oh, that... Because my immediate... When I read that before, it went on to... Did she say Southern somewhere? Yeah, it's a Southern uh, white church. My mind automatically... I was like, is this South Africa? Like, that was... Where my mind, that's the last time I heard someone use the term. Mm-hmm. I mean, still incredibly, but like in this day and age, right. here saying that, like that's, if the implication is that your grandmother and her grandmother and grandfather in their lives, which they have recently passed, were these people paid? Yep, because that's what a servant, if not, then they're the, house staff but you don't call them servant no it feels like she swapped the grandmother swapped for a different s Mm -hmm. word Mm -hmm. that she just took a sidestep thinking that it meant something else they should get money too that's what that was exactly what i was about to say i'm like if they weren't on salary and you look at their contracts where where if they were if they had to live there yeah either way they should be getting money because they're not they're going to be out of a job when Barry dies. Yeah, I think that the only the only issue here, the only part that's wrong is I don't think that we're thinking big enough. Mm -hmm. I would go to the aunt and say, we're either taking you to court or everybody needs to get a check. Those are the two things I will say. Do I agree that the aunt should probably get the most because she had the balls to start this? Mm -hmm. She had the she she had the she had the, she had the pussy to start this. She had yeah. the titties to start start this. Yeah, yeah. I think you should be accurately compensated mm-hmm. for your for your gusto. Yeah, for your bravery, for your ruthlessness, and for your business entrepreneurial mind. Yes. Yeah. CEO. CEO. <laughs> Elder abuse. CEO. Hey, if my grandma 
if my grandma was fucking rich at the, like when she at all time, I mean, she was incredibly poor, but if she was fucking wealthy and also Southern and Christian and the, come on. Yeah. The goal when people are experiencing dementia and Alzheimer's and all that stuff is don't rock the boat. And so nobody should be trying to tell Barry. Barry. Leave Barry out of this. Keep Barry's money in this situation. Leave Barry out of mm-hmm. this. Just for the sake of who's being their caregivers. Also, what lawyer approved of Barry signing the papers? Because you have to you usually have to have somebody there. So the lawyers in on it too. Well, I was gonna say, I'm like, if they were employing quote unquote servants, I can't imagine their business practices were by the book. So Yeah. It might have just been the other party's lawyer Mm -hmm. who was like, I'll act on behalf of both when you give me my 10% check. Okay, this is another milk one. (laughs) Hello, Melissa and Megan. I almost read that as Megan Melissa because I am an egocentric Leo. And I just put my name at first. Bitch. There's your real voice. (laughs) (laughs) I've had some issues with a new coworker for numerous things, but this in particular grinds my gears. I am a working parent that chest feeds and therefore I pump at work. We have two fridges in our break room free for anyone to use and I claimed an unused mini fridge to put my pumped milk in. Am I wrong for being kind of weirded out that she puts her drinks in there on occasion? The only reason I can think of her doing that is because it's a further walk to the other communal fridges and she knows nobody else will try to access it. She got mad at me once for moving her Coke can. Company provided plenty more of where it came from and even if somebody were to have taken it. I moved it out of the freezer portion of the milk fridge and into another because it had been there all day and I didn't want to explode all over my child's milk. I worked hard to pump. I don't know. I've got friends with kids who chest feed and, you know, pump the milk, do do all of those things. But I take whatever I'm going to say, like, know that I don't have personal experience with this. I know that, like, employers legally are supposed to make accommodations for people if you're pumping and stuff. I don't know if you've gone about this through like your work and that's this is your only designated thing for that. And like it can't be with anything else. Like, I don't know. I know people who have like I have a friend who's like an insane oversupplier. And so they had like an extra freezer and all of that stuff. But I also don't know if they I I guess my assumption was you just put the milk in the regular fridge with the rest of your food. But I don't know if like that's not a thing. But if you have not been given explicit access that this is only your fridge and all the employees know that like this is only for you and it has like a lock on it that is again like just for you I I don't think that you can like dictate who puts things in there I agree I from the people I know that put their titty milk on reserve they usually put it in like a little plastic bag like it's like specific for breast milk or in like a little jar but it goes in the in the refrigerator or the freezer and like with everything else at your house like if you have frozen meat you just don't I mean but it's in a container yeah so it's no different so yeah like unless they gave you this refrigerator specifically for this you said you claimed it as your own but was it designated like you don't just because you claim something doesn't mean that it's yours and I don't think that you have again unless they said I don't think you have a right to only put your breast milk in this refrigerator as long as like there's space then people can put whatever they want in there and if it let's say a coke did 
burst, okay, you wipe it off and you move along. It's not going to ruin the milk if it's in a proper container. Yeah, I think if you're storing it and it's not enclosed and therefore like things could happen to it, then you need to have a lock on it. And yeah. like that needs to be again through your company has like given you to to do this. But if it is even if like they've explicitly said this is only yours to use, like this is just for you, unless you have a lock on it, like you will be the asshole if you're moving people's things because they put it in there. They mm -hmm. will also be the asshole because they're using a fridge they're not supposed to. But it's a fucking, it's a break room. Like mm -hmm. shit happens. And I don't think it's worth your time and energy to have to constantly be like policing your coworkers for this when you either could have a lock on it if it's just yours or you're storing it in a way that is not going to be affected if something explodes. Mm -hmm. Also, a Coke can being in the refrigerator all day will not. I thought she said freezer. Make it. Oh. Will that happen? Yeah. If you put a Coke can in a freezer, it can't explode. Know that from experience. Yeah. So this is just like one of the things that um, sucks about being like a chest feeding parent who works that like pumping and like having to like do all of this shit. And I think it's great that your company is like giving you this to use. But I think you're well within your rights to specifically ask like for a lock for that mm -hmm. or change up how you are storing it so it is secure um because i don't think the solution is you just having a cooler with you that you have to bring every day like mm -hmm. your work should be having accommodations there but there's human error in employees like adhering to those kinds of things and you do have to advocate for it to for yourself but i personally think if you can advocate for yourself two or three times that's great. But if you have to do it every single day and like constantly like like policing your coworker, doing all of that sort of shit, then like what can you do for your own peace of mind that you can adjust that makes it easier on you? Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I can imagine it being frustrating if it exploded and like ruined all of this. But it should be in a container. That's what I'm. Yeah. So I'm saying like, like you and if you're like it can get contaminated if it's not in a container. Well, that's I think that's the 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 concern here and it's like if it's not if but that's like I was gonna say, but the likelihood if you think now that if the coca-cola like if the coke explodes on it it will get contaminated i highly doubt you have been pumping for this long and storing it at work in unsafe conditions that would make it so easy for it to get contaminated like maybe it's even just doing a little more research and seeing that like oh it might explode and get the outside sticky but it won't contaminate it there's a lot like still of milk in general that are age-old things of people like if you have like a single drink you need to pump and dump like mm -hmm. a lot of those stuff is like old and no longer relevant and not updated scientifically and not things that you have to do anymore so I would also just make sure that you know you're not thinking that it's at risk for being contaminated when it's like really clearly not yeah yeah I'm just looking at storage for that and like even if you use the little plastic bags which a lot of people do they use the plastic bags and then just put that in some warm water mm -hmm. and then um but they have like a container to put those bags in too yeah that's like all my friends who that's yeah. it's a bag within a bag within a bag within mm -hmm. a bag and that's why people write the date on them like yeah. they're if they're really well organized in that and i don't think you have claim on a refrigerator no just because you said this is my refrigerator all right, time for another break. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tools Tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. time for but are they wrong and that's when we pick someone well you already know because megan said it at the top so no need to repeat all right so my pick this week is gordon lashi lashe i don't know l-a-w-s-h-e he uh is a formal former council member and he reported by reported he called the police on a nine-year-old girl who looks all of maybe eight. She's a little black girl and said that a little black woman is spraying some unknown spray on the trees. Okay, so this man is this little girl's neighbor. He's seen her plenty of times. Knows who the mom is. This little girl, she had on a hoodie. She didn't have a hood over her head, though. And he's calling her a little woman, looks seven. Like, 
clearly a child. She was spraying spotted lanternflies, which is an invasive species that threatens some trees and plants. And the Department of Agriculture in New Jersey encouraged residents to do this to begin with. And this man, like, claims that he apologized to her. And after he realized who it was, again, a child, he knew who it was from the beginning. Their neighbors. He could have went outside and looked her dead in the face. And he was observing her from his backyard like a fucking creep. He didn't want to become involved in a confrontation, so he called the police department when he called the non-emergency number. (laughs) As if that's supposed to be like, it's not that bad. And said that it was a little black woman spraying the sidewalks and trees with the unknown substance. And then the police officer came and was like, why am I here? (laughs) Essentially, y'all heard part of it. And then he comes out and says, well, this is his lawyer saying that, the Lashaw name has been associated with the b- borough of Codwell for over 100 years. The name Lashaw and the word racism had never been used in the same sentence in those 100 years. And since Mr. Lashaw has been accused of being racist, he and his family have received death threats to their person and property. Mr. Lashaw and his family have been defamed and will continue to be defamed until the innuendo and direct accusations and attacks against Mr. Lashaw and his family cease. Okay, that's what you get for calling the police on a little girl who was trying to make the community better and you calling the police and specifying that she's a little black woman in a hood. You knew what you were trying to do. Yeah, and you're her neighbor. Mm -hmm. And I think beyond this being... Uh, no doubt about it. This is just racist. It's also creepy, yeah. and I think we should Spying be calling your backyard. Think we should be calling you more things than just a racist. Yeah. Think it's a little alarming that you're so aware of the doings of your child neighbor, mm-hmm. and you're the opposite of infantilizing her. Yeah, let's. And you're referring to her as a woman, which. She's not. Mm-hmm. Not only is that, you know, trying to perceive as more of a quote unquote threat to police. There's a large distinction with when we call people women versus girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's usually regarding the uh, objectification and the sexualizing. So I think they should do a little deep diving on him and might be on a few lists. Like, yeah. yep. Disgusting. Disgusting. Ah. <sighs> I would like to nominate Chris Brown and his subsidiaries. <sighs> Chris Brown, I should be nominated forever. I'm going to be the first person to say, obviously, I fucking hate him. But in my growing up, I like have realized how we as a community, I think this is like the prime example of how we have in my youth, how we failed victims of domestic violence. And I think the Johnny Depp case is what will define this generation of failing that and how we have spoken about it like so casually. I remember like I used to make like, I don't even know how to describe this without, it's going to sound bad because it is bad that like quote unquote jokes about Chris Brown thinking when I was saying them that it made him look bad and that it'd be like, oh yeah, like this fucking like wife beater Chris Brown or whatever, because that was constantly the joke like what we would hear about and it goes oh actually (laughs) that is not me knocking him Mm -hmm. that is 
me perpetuating uh, horrific jokes about like actual violence like mm-hmm. that does not hurt him that hurts victims and I had someone who messaged me like forever ago who's like hey you like made a like again like they're like I don't want to call it a joke because it's clear you're trying to like poke not even fun but like you're trying to shit talk on him but it doesn't like it does not like land that way and I was like oh my gosh thank you watched it back and I was like yeah no that is so so not how we should talk about it but for the longest time it's the only fucking way we talked about domestic violence. That was it. So what happened? I don't know what the inciting incident was. All I saw was people talking shit about him, but I didn't know why. Recent now or yeah. back in the day? No. Now, oh, yeah. Yeah. So this was so what I'm saying is this was like back at like not exactly. But I'm so saying right why now, are people still because like last night, head of Hoochie. She made a video about him and I was like, okay. And then I saw it and I was like, she talks shit about people who deserve to be talked shit about all the time. I thought this was just one of her videos. And then I saw someone else and then someone else. And I was like, what did he do recently? So uh, Chris Brown won the favorite male R&B artist at the AMAs. Chris Brown was not in in attendance at the AMAs. There's speculation why he was not in attendance um, there was somebody at the AMAs who has an active restraining order gotcha. against I Chris know. Brown. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that is part of the speculation. It is not confirmed there. I will say there is a lot of fucking people who do not respect court order restraints, especially in Hollywood and at these events that people. So I'm not going to say that that's like the reason why he wasn't there. But when they announced his name again for winning favorite male R&B artist of the year, Kelly Rowland was presenting and the audience, a couple people clapped, most people started booing and Kelly Rowland started yelling at the audience and specifically said, there were some boos mixed in with the applause when his name was announced and Kelly Rowland told the crowd to chill out and says, I want to thank Chris. Thank you so much for making great R&B music and I want to tell him thank you for being an incredible performer. I'll take this award, bring it to you. I love you. Congratulations. Then she was asked by a TMZ photographer if he uh, if that Chris Brown needed to be forgiven. She said, we all need to be forgiven for anything we can be doing, anything that we're thinking. We all come up short in some sort of way and grace is real. And you know who's coming up next? Jordan Sparks. Jordan Sparks joins Kelly Rowland. She's voiced her support for Chris Brown And okay, Variety, let's be a little more specific. Following an uncomfortable moment on the AMAs, Jordan Sparks told TMZ that she loves Chris Brown and believes he should have been at the awards on Sunday night. People deserve to be able to grow and learn and be able to live their life without things hanging over them. Everybody deserves that. Him especially. He continuously does the same things over and over. He does not change. No, he is a pattern of abusing Mm -hmm. women constantly. And I am all for reform, but I, maybe I've never said this on the podcast. There is a really specific sector of, there's a very specific sect of criminal justice reform that we are not even fucking close to addressing. That is violence against women and rape as well as pedophilia. Those are the things we aren't there yet. Mm -hmm. We are not, we don't have support. We do not believe all women. We don't have resources. We aren't in a, in a society that accepts these things as fact and does anything to dismantle the patriarchy and the violence and abuse towards women. So no, there's actually, I'm a strong fucking believer in pretty much every other crime, rehabilitation. But as a society, we can't 
You can rehabilitate. Sure, you welcome back to our society. Our society is not built to keep you up like that. It is built to get you to hurt women again and get you to be a fucking rapist and a predator all over again because that is completely normalized and okay and encouraged by parts of our culture. Like, so that's no, no. You fucking did drugs, sure. Violence, sure. Robbery, sure. All of those things, those things can be worked on. And I fully believe that you can become a completely different person. But at this point, regardless of how much you change as an individual, our society is not going to hold you accountable at all. Like every time someone goes to fucking jail for beating a woman, you always have people defending. Always have people fucking mm-hmm. defending them. Like there is actually no fucking possible way you can learn from your actions from a repeat offense when you have millions of fucking fans telling you you did nothing wrong. That's the biggest difference for me is like, yeah, he should be. I'm not saying I don't believe in the death penalty. I don't think he should die. But do I think he should be able to have a platform to perform for thousands of people and for people to see every single day? Like, oh, on the comments, like he didn't do anything wrong. It's fine. He's justified people like that. Like he's a good person. He's a great person. Blah. No. I remember, and I think it was the AMAs when after everything happened the first time with Rihanna, that was probably the only time that he was truly shunned by everyone. And then he'd gone away for like a year or two years and then came back and they gave him, I believe it was the AMAs, they gave him like a 15 minute performance that started outside and went inside. James Corden-ish. And it was like, he's back. He's forgiven him. He's been forgiven. But then it was like a week later, he was throwing chairs in a hotel room. Mm. No, it's our, the patriarchy hurts men and it hurts women. And in this case, you are a danger to people around you. And you're specifically a danger to multiple women. And then to have other women get up there and stand up for him. You should be so fucking ashamed of yourselves. Listen to this. Honestly, this is Jordan Sparks. Honestly, I think that shouldn't even be a conversation anymore. It's about his talent, which she said of Brown's controversial past, which includes the highly publicized domestic violence incident against his then girlfriend, Rihanna. They just shouldn't have canceled the performance. That's how I feel about that. And seemingly also sharing her support, but this is not confirmed so I'm just gonna, I mean, we, we heard Kelly Rowland, we heard Jordan Sparks. There's no denying this. I'm going to say if Sarah's not showing her support, her social media manager should be fired. But that is what the implication looks like. Two days ago, Sierra posted a video of pra- rehearsals for the tribute because they were doing it together. And said, MJ, thank you for the inspiration you've given us all. Chris Brown, you're a rare breed of this generation. Always fun to rock with you. And that was three days ago from the day that we're recording. I just think this is so fucking embarrassing. And the exception that people have made for him is horrific. I know someone who used to work in, I don't know what specific sect of it, but knew intimate details of his tour bookings. And he was selling more tickets quicker than anybody else. Like people were clamoring to get to like post all of like the, uh, you know, in the last couple of years that he was selling out stadiums, like literally nobody gave a shit. Ticket price, it, like people fucking loved him. But I don't know the last time we've had this much vocal support for him. You know, you think about 
publicized cases of domestic violence, again, setting back for women and victims. But I think something that I also neglected to think about was how it opens the door for previous assaulters, people who've been violent, to use public opinion to then gain, to basically recount any apology and accountability and use it to further their career even farther. And having now all these people defending not just the possibility of someone being innocent, but defending someone who is not innocent. Mm -hmm. It's egregious enough to say, I'm not going to believe this one who's come forward about being abused because I, you know, I, I, I don't know, like I need to hear all of the facts and like, I don't buy it because I watched, I watched the whole Johnny Depp trial and now I think I'm a fucking lawyer and I totally understand how the system works. That's fucking awful. And it's, also fucking awful to go, oh, yeah, this man who publicly beat his girlfriend, multiple girlfriends, multiple people who has a history of being violent and who has convicted like this has happened. I know it's happened and it's OK. Let's stop talking about it. Move on. Mm-hmm. That is. Now it's not that we're just not believing women. It's just that we don't care. Yeah. And I think it's like so supremely fucked. And I don't care how talented somebody is. If you're violent and you are violent against women and also in the fucking industry, like the people he is hurt emotionally and physically, they're in the room with you right now. They're watching you give this speech. They're watching you defend him. You're going to see them. You're going to see them at an event next week. They know your name. You know their name. Like how fucking warped of a fuck. How many fucking issues do you have that you can do that and say that with your whole fucking chest to like do to other women? It's just fucking awful. Like it's, it makes me so fucking mad. And even like, I don't want nobody fucking go and look on Twitter and see what people say about this shit. Like it's so bad. It's so, so, so bad. And just shout out to like, not even just activists, but like literally just like black women on Twitter who are constantly, constantly like checking people of this and be like, fuck no, fuck off with this bullshit not your responsibility whatsoever and like the vitriol and the shit that I see and these like no I'm not gonna let you I'm not gonna let you spew this shit I'm gonna correct every single thing you're saying I'm gonna tell you why this is wrong and like no like fuck off fucking white dude incels who try and make this as like oh blah, blah, blah. no this is not a race thing this is this mm-hmm. is like literally fuck off with this shit it makes me so mad yeah I don't watch that Christmas movie he's in anymore after that happened I don't know like you'll be fine yeah I've literally blocked him I was so mad that there's I I didn't know it was his song but there's a song that's like one of the top songs on TikTok right now that I just found out was his song I saw I didn't even know it was I never looked at the audio Mm -hmm. and then I saw it on reels and it was like Chris Brown and I was like are you fucking kidding me yeah but like I said I saw head of hoochie post something I reposted it I just thought we were anytime somebody's coming with anything to hate about him, I'm going to repost it. I think we should have a <laughs> yearly reminder. Reminder, yeah. Chris Brown is a piece of shit. And I'm like, great, let's do it again. Yeah. yeah, see you next year. And so I was like, cool. But then I just saw like two more videos. I was like, something happened. But I have it. So again, I mute a lot of things so I don't see them. So I didn't know that that had happened. And it's really messed up. And I'm, I'm really disappointed in Kelly. Like, Me too. Because she's a survivor of domestic yep. abuse, too. Well, part of me wonders if she saw the Fenty show. And and I would just encourage everybody, if you have any hangups about, like, 
fully being done with him and canceling him or any of it. And this is with like a full disclosure. You should know, like read the fucking court documents. I don't think people know what actually Look has at happened. The pictures. But even beyond the actual visual stuff, find out why people have restraining orders against him. Mm -hmm. Like find out what's actually happened because it's as bad as you think it is. It's so much worse to the point where like these people have restraining orders because he is a danger to their lives. And you're going to not only have him be in the same, like he didn't come to this award show and you're going to be like, no, no, risk her life, risk her life. She should risk her life so he can get up here. Come on, we can forgive him. We can forgive him. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't think you know what this is. Like, I just, I genuinely, I have to believe in my mind that I'm like, you have no idea actually what happened to you. Like you, you, you actually, you are in my, your mind, you're justifying physical abuse here. But do you know about the threats and attempts that have been made here? Because if that's the case. It's not even not, it's not just the court documents. He sings about it in songs. And I'm like. And has said like, if I'm with somebody, I'm going to stalk her. You know, these women, you do do. They're in the room. They're in the fucking room with you. And like the idea that either you have no idea and you're just talking out of your fucking ass while still justifying and defending, saying that we should move on from violent abuse, which you acknowledge actually happened. Or, you know, the reasons why people have active restraining orders against him and you know what he has continued to do and how he has not changed and you're still okay with that. I'm like, cool, you want me dead. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you for co-signing someone who also wants me dead. Yeah. Amazing. Great. Wonderful. Criminal justice reform is not at the expense of other people losing their lives. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what that fucking is. That's not reform. Mm-hmm. That's just welcoming violent people back into your community saying, like, we don't value your life. And reform, you're supposed, it's supposed to course correct. And he hasn't changed his behavior. Nope. And again, so unless so that's it's not a, reform. And our society is not set up to continue that on in these specific cases until we do some serious steps in eradicating misogyny and the patriarchy within our own like day-to-day every activity like life gender roles and biases like now like it can't happen Mm -hmm. like it just won't happen yeah you can block him on you've done that you told me about this you can block him on spotify you can like block him on music apps and so won't pop up Mm -hmm. but no nobody is talented enough that it justifies abusing people at all and i'm like so disappointed in all these women so all right well that's the episode chris brown enemy of the show anyways that is it for our episode is there any like good news something that we can share that doesn't leave me in like a blind rage because that's kind of where i'm at right now oh this is the greatest thing ever and so fucking cute and i know this is coming out after thanksgiving but we are ahead for Hanukkah. At least a couple of days. Hanukkah's almost over Christmas this year. And we're definitely ahead for Christmas. This is from one of my favorite subreddits called You Should Know. And it's literally just a subreddit of people telling you facts that you should know and things you should know. You should know there is a baking hotline you can call if your recipe is going awry. King Arthur Flour has a hotline uh-huh. you can call for baking advice. You can call and a real person answers immediately. No touch to menu. They are very friendly and helpful. I messed up my sourdough, called, and a very friendly woman helped me turn it into focaccia in real time. 855-371-BAKE, 855-371-2253. I'm just going to let you all know I'm not good at reading numbers out loud, so uh, I would Google to confirm that's a number. 
It's U.S. only, and they said, please do not prank them. prank them. They are so sweet and wholesome by their flower. And my favorite comment on this Reddit was, I imagine a bunch of grannies staffing the call center armed with years of handwritten notes of baking tips and tricks they've made during their lifetime. It's heartwarming. Butterball also has one for turkey. That's what it says, too. That hundred Butterball. Didn't even know that was a... Re- I thought that was a... Mm-hmm. In a just move. Uh, no, I thought Butterball turkeys were just movies. I thought they were turkeys oh. covered in butter that they sold in, and they were just a prop for a movie. No. Yeah. Imagine my surprise. Okay. All right. That is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. If you are still listening, you should. Go comment on our Instagram who your Rachel of the Week is or who your... Do we come up with a name? Because we can't say Malala because that's just telling us like what Malala did that day. Yeah. No, what's... we didn't. Good news of the week. Yeah. What's your good news of the week? Tell us the evil or tell us not. And hey, if you want to get real feisty with it, don't tell us if you're nominating, if it's like a pop culture thing, if you're nominating them for the best or the worst. Yeah. Actually, that's only and funny in judge. like a small. Yeah. We need to be able to judge. Them. I was about to say, I was like, that's only really funny if it's something in your personal life that we can't do enough judging on. So let us know who your, it could be your hero or the villain of the week too. Yep. I got a review to read too. Hell yeah. This is from Mech. 28,000 exclamation mark. That's a, that is an alien. 28,000. <laughs> Love the podcast. Five stars. Love the podcast. You guys are great. And I've been listening for years since you started posting them on YouTube and recommend to friends. Eminem has never been wrong. You're right. Thank you. And as people have never been wrong, we are confident in telling you that you mm-hmm. are right. We have never been wrong. And if you would like your review read on the podcast, you have to leave one. Go for it. Yeah. All right. We will circle back. Goodbye. Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks, and me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post production by Coco Lorenz, and production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.